the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Them, squirrel. Four unidentified flying objects. Four. And did you know that we can apparently shoot stuff over the over uh what is it called now? Canada, formerly known as Canada. It's true, we can shoot it down. But we also have good news from the White House. Not Joe Biden. Nobody can find him. I just wanted to make sure we address this from the White House. I know there have been questions and, and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Again, this is truly it, it has to be a sitcom. We have all fallen into some sort of a coma and America that we knew it, America led by adults and principles and reason. That's gone. And now we have this comedy show, this Keystone comedy show led by Dimwitz. And uh, the good news is there's some language changes, which I'm enjoying. Why is why is the American military shooting something out of the sky over Canada? Because it's part of a NORAD. There is a, the NORAD is part of like a part of a, it's a it's a what you call it. Now, I want you just to listen to this. This is the fracking White House spokesperson. Now, she's obviously not there for her brain, but this is preposterous. This is the year 2023, and really, when you, when you take into consideration exactly who these idiots are, the lies that they perpetrate, the fraud, the self-aggrandizement, the self-enrichment, the Ponzi scheme government, it could be worse. Coalition, of course, a pact, okay. exactly, and so that's why we were able to do that. Again, we didn't do it on our own; we did right. it in, in, uh, in uh, clearly in, 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 in step with uh, right. Canada. Uh, uh, about- All right, that's brilliant, isn't it? Brilliant? Oh God, it's brilliant. Yeah. Sorry, guys, we have to end the briefing. Um, I got to go into the Oval, but um, I will see you tomorrow. And thank you for the compliment on the smile; I appreciate that. But I'll be, ba- we'll, I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. That's the best thing you got going for you, honey. The smile. It's not what's between your ears. And the sad part is you're probably one of the brighter people in the administration. There's no question about it. What takes place in the Oval? No exhaust. No diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi. And even USB outlets next to every seat. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. That's good stuff. Wow. wow! Isn't that good? Isn't that great? This is the this is, this is the White House. We have infiltration of Chinese money in the White House to the highest ranks of our government. In the meantime, it appears to be an act of war. China has been abusing all principles of airspace. 
And uh, we're being told it's a good thing? In the first balloon, there was a much different rationale, which I think was the appropriate rationale. Uh, we got enormous intelligence information from surveilling the balloon as it went over the United States. Didn't the and Chinese watching. get enormous intelligence as well? Well, they, they could have been getting it anyway, but we have to know what they're doing, okay? And we don't know exactly, but we got a lot of that. See, it's, I know what you're doing, aside from your two dimwit daughters working at Facebook and Google. In fact, you've never had a job in your miserable existence. You're a pretend lawyer with your glasses on your nose, so you look real smart rather than the two-bit political who you are. But what you do is lie with such ease because after that interview... Has the payload been recovered from South Carolina yet? The, the large so-called payload that's... Yeah, as I said, some of the debris. Certainly, uh, they were able to take things off the surface like the next day, actually that afternoon, uh, some of the balloon uh, fabric. Um, and in the days since, they have been able to recover some, not all, uh, of the payload that sank to the bottom of the Atlantic. It's in about 45 feet of water. Weather conditions are pretty tough off the coast right now. Like today, for instance, they have not been able to get into the water and dive on it. But over the course of the weekend, they were able to raise some of the debris, including uh, some of the electronics and, and, uh, uh, and some of the structure. Do you have so today, the day after the schmuck Schumer said we're getting an incredible amount of information, John Kirby, spokesman for the White House, I, I don't know what you're talking about, and we're talking about the fracking Super Bowl? Who gives a rip what the D students on steroids and costumes did? I don't give a rip. Given all you've discussed here and the actions the administration is taking and what people have learned, Chinese spy balloon this year and previous years, these unidentified objects that we shoot down, uh, they might have a question. Uh, when it comes to these higher altitudes, are America's borders secure? The president uh, takes, uh, as I said earlier, he takes uh, our national security uh, extremely seriously. He has no high... Well, does he take it between his rice pudding and his diaper change? Because where in the hell is the idiot glazed face, dementia face. Where's Joe Biden? Because it's so unprecedented, um, should the public be hearing from the president directly on this? We have been, uh, uh, I think, as transparent as we can be. I I won't speak for the president's uh, uh, personal uh, speaking schedule, but I mean, he has been deeply engaged in uh, every one of these decisions, he's been kept informed, including as of this morning, on uh, what's going on with recovery efforts. Um, and no, he's not. The idiots see before you. These fools, these children, these affirmative action morons, these are the ones making the decisions. KJP may very well be the president. It's either her or Kamala's. Granted, you're going to have a good time on lunch with exactly one of them. The meantime, Joe Biden is unable not capable of making any decisions, none whatsoever. It's had its challenges. Right. Uh, I mean, if you look at what the American transportation systems have faced in the last two or three years, partly because of the pandemic, we've faced issues from container shipping to airline cancellations. Mm -hmm. Now we got balloons. That's right. Um, (laughs) Isn't it funny, Pete? You're another idiot who was hired for your sexual proclivities. You're not even as interesting as KJP, who at least brings a little smile to the table. I'm more interested in kind of a, what could be possibly an attack because no one wants to tell me what was in the train and why we're shutting down arguably 
now hundreds of acres. New details, though, about that train derailment in Ohio that covered a town in toxic chemicals. Yeah, talk about scary. I mean, you you see the pictures on TV, this train derailment aflame. Uh, We know that it was highly combustible and there were concerns that it could be an even worse explosion. than By the way, Squirrel, did I tell you there's another derailment in Texas? Oh, yeah, that's today. And you want me to believe this is a derailment? Maybe it is, but it could be a Chinese attack. After all, so much of our policies go to rail. I mean, it could be that the asset of the Chinese Communist Party that some call president is running the diversion as they orchestrate a well-organized attack on the American people. Contained explosion that they had there. Uh, But we do know uh, that there are more concerns that there are other chemicals that were carried in those railway cars. uh, And it's adding to a list of concerns and mistrust that residents have uh, in East Palestine, Ohio, about returning to their homes. Is it too soon? Kelsey Kernstein is here to talk a little bit more about that. Kelsey. Well, Adrian and Mitch, this is a concerning new update for residents living in the East Palestine area. This morning, we are learning that more chemicals, not just vinyl chloride, were on the Norfolk train that derailed over a week ago in Ohio. New this Over a week ago. The damage to our environment from this, this should be the lead story on every single news station. Yet you're hard-pressed to get anything. I had to go to the Internet and get it from a news station in Ohio. Otherwise, there's a squash on all information. Morning, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency sent a letter to Norfolk Southern. Ooh, a letter. these three other chemicals. You know you didn't send it by the post office because they got it. We're also aboard in some of those rail cars that caught fire. We spoke to a hazardous material specialist who says that some of these chemicals are carcinogens. There's a lot of what ifs, and we're going to be looking at this thing 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line and wondering... Gee, cancer clusters could pop up. You know, well water could go bad. And this video here, News Nation acquired. A- Boy, I hope they got their mask on. That supposedly stops everything. In the meantime, the White House, the Democrat Party, the mafia, they are celebrating, regardless of our reality. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Let me thank the Biden administration for work that they have already done. They're asking to have them help us uh, in the closure of the disposable e-cigarette loophole. There you go, Sheila Jackson Lee. The third dumbest moron ever to win an election. Look at you. The e-cigarettes. We've captured that. And don't worry, the Biden administration is fully in charge. And what is China's response to all of this chaos? What is it? Welcome back. We've got a news alert on Ford's electric vehicle plans. Last check had the stock up just under 2%. Let's get to Phil LaBelle. Phil, what's happening? Kelly Ford confirming what started leaking out over the weekend that it will be partnering with the Chinese EV battery firm CATL to develop and open a battery plant in South Central Michigan. Total investment, $3.5 billion. So they're partnering with Ford to open up a plant in Michigan. That'll go nicely with their 400,000 farming acres that they own throughout our country, not to mention the key buildings in some of the ghettos known as big cities, like the sewer of Chicago and whatnot. And when it comes to answering for their balloons... They don't really want to. China's accused the United States of flying more than 10 high-altitude balloons into its airspace over the last year. A claim that Biden... So what's the truth? China said we flew 10 over the last year. Biden doesn't say, God's on goal. We're shooting balloons down over Canada, formerly known as Canada. What exactly is the truth? You're going to get it from one of these rat Democrats? I don't think you will. No exhaust. No diesel smell. The bus has wide. Yeah, but what about the train? Hey, dimwit, you with the, with no underwear on. What about the diesel? What about the train? Forget about the buses and the diesel smell. It's been wonderful. 
for me to be able to consistently talk to Speaker Pelosi, lean on her for her advice, her thoughts, her guidance. <laughs> you uh, want to talk her. about the tale of 50 different realities. They're celebrating. This country is in the middle of a collapse, ideologically, economically. We're breaking down. They're, we're under attack. And they're celebrating? Her suggestions, her experience as the greatest speaker uh, of all time in the United States of America, the factual and... His he means traitor, right? Not traitor like Joe Biden, but traitor like Warren Buffett. He must be getting inside trading advice. That must be what it is. And in the meantime, we have made some headway. I had a story that I picked up, and we just have an update for you. This is There's something called a capital architect. See, there's 22 million buffoons who work for our government. 22 million. When you break down the municipal, the state, the federal. And there's all kinds of perks to being an asset, a foot soldier of the Marxist mafia called our government. Yield back, and I now yield to the ranking member, Mr. Morelli. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, thank you, sir. For, uh, for being here. I, um, I want to go back over some uh, a testimony you just gave <clears throat> to the, uh, the chair. So I know that you have described, and I think this is the right term, that you need to be tethered, um, your vehicle needs to be tethered to the architect, meaning you. So There's a capital architect squirrel. You know what that job is? Well, the capital's built. There's an architect. What does he do? Well, he gets a car, $40,000 a year allowance for it. And all kinds of different perks. That you can respond directly to get to the Capitol. So I'm, I'll admit, um, given the chairman's question about whether or not you were here on January 6th, which seems to me probably the greatest emergency the Capitol has faced in, uh, in probably two centuries. Wrong. Um, if you need to be tethered and if you needed the vehicle to be here, why did you make the decision not to come here? And could you not have, without the vehicle and all the emergency equipment that's attached to it, could you not have fulfilled the same function at home using a cell phone? Uh, no, I could not have because I wouldn't have the police radios. You wouldn't have, excuse me? The police, Capitol Police radios that were in, and the equipment that were in the, in the vehicle that would allow me to hear live communication and then be able to react. Would you not, do you not, in your home, do you not have that, since you work out of your house, Fairmount, do you have emergency equipment in your home, an emergency radio? No. But would that not be more prudent than, I think the cost of equipment looked to me like it was, uh, according to the Inspector General's report, about 40, 000, a little shy of $40,000 to equip the vehicle. Would there not be, if, if you're going to work remotely and you're not going to use the vehicle in its, in its mobile capacity and you're not going to come to the Capitol during an emergency, sort of struck by, there seems to be better, less expensive ways to... Uh, to make sure that you maintain ongoing story. communication. Um, if we're only talking about responding to the Capitol, then, then yes, you, you can make that statement. However, part of what we do is ensure that the continuity of operations for this entire body exists, and that involves other sites other than here. Then riddle me this. Why are your... Wife, an 18-year-old daughter, always... Let me just uh, go on. I, I, the notion that um, you need the, the car to be with you at all times to be tethered to it. Can you explain how um, there have been, uh, at least in the Inspector General's report, 
times when the vehicle's been used by members of your family where you're not in the car? 22 million cars, gas cards, office allowances. And you want to know why they support the mafia that is our government? Because they're whores. They're just not as upfront as the elected ones. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, it's not complicated, brother. Stick with me. Stick with me. Sabotage. Turning elected officials into assets of the Communist Party, from congressmen to senators. Spying, not only that, working in conjunction with Silicon Valley, all of the software and all of the items and all of the servers, all Chinese. Wuhan virus worked with Big Pharma, the American government, who benefited greatly from the Wuhan virus. The Wuhan virus, financed by Pickle Face Fauci, released it on forever, destroying the trajectory of freedom and liberty instantaneously. Simultaneously with that, they win with their asset, who's been owned and operated by the Chinese Communist Party since he could remember his dress long before he started wetting his sock, socks, walking around with that dementia glazed face. Now, we've got it. This is the, now the stage two of the assault on the American people. And in the meantime, what's the response from all the patriots here in America? In order to make sure that the batteries coming out of this plant qualify for EV tax credits, remember, these plants can't be foreign owned in order for the batteries to qualify. Here's the ownership structure. Ford will own and operate this EV battery plant. CATL will be licensing its technology. CATL is a Chinese Communist Party. So Ford is now working in conjunction with the Chinese Communist Party to work as a bagman, as a pass-through, as a legitimate factor to clean our money as they force Americans to buy the product, kind of like the vaccine. This is what it looks like when you lose World War III. We're not in it. We're not in a Cold War. We lost. And China doesn't give a rip because all you have to do when questioned... Administration refutes... For more on this, let's welcome in Yahoo Finance senior columnist Rick Newman. Rick, it has been a wild couple of days in this whole balloon saga going back to Friday when something was shot down. I'm not sure we know what. What are we learning, my man? Uh, Right. So China is obviously embarrassed by this. Um, And what's been happening since the first one got shot down, the big one we all watched go uh, drift across the United States and then get shot down in the Atlantic Ocean off South Carolina. Uh, so now, now we've got three other objects. Some sounds like a couple of those are balloons. The White House has said at least one of them is not a balloon. It's something else. And if these really are coming from China, I mean, what is happening in China? Are these already up in the air and they just can't be retrieved? Um, how many more are? No, China's went on the offense and said, we sent 10 their way last year. And who's going to argue with them? The dimwit with dementia? I don't think so. In the meantime, did I also mention how much of our Wall Street, our hedge funds, our 401k are anchored and intertwined in Chinese communist business? Not to mention all the professional sports that everybody gives a rip about. This is what it looks like when you lose World War III. Steve in Arlington Heights. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. I want to thank you for shedding light on stories like the train derailment, obviously. I... I don't know where you get your sources uh, from. I know you've mentioned Zero Hedge before, so I've been checking them out. But Fox News, nowhere 
I mean, other than Tucker Carlson, I, I am so. I go to I go to off, off the dot com. I go to CNS News. I go wherever I can. I even still will glance at Drudge, but I use it for the links. But the main thing is, I'm lucky enough to be around people who are from all over the country, and. This particular story was was told to me by somebody who's from that area, who has family, and their livestock is dying. Right. This is a this is an attack where the water, water, everything, and the EPA. Where's Hillary Clinton with her new foundation? After all, she's going to save the women. So today, I am proud to announce that the Clinton Global Initiative, started by my husband. We'll work closely with SEWA and with our partners, the American India Foundation, the Adrian Arsh. Rock- oh, for the climate. What about the climate? Where's Al Gore yep. with his and wife? Sean, where they got the big pot bellies. Where are they? Right. And Sean, you know, thank you for not, you know, like the other shows maybe on this network and even on Fox, like, oh, trans this, trans that, be outraged. I, I, I don't care. If you no. cut your you-know-what off and throw a skirt on and call yourself a woman, I don't care. I care about why is my money going to the Azovs? What are they hiding? Why are they telling us to look up in the sky when everything else is going on on the ground? Why do we have a dementia patient who steals elections? That's the stuff that matters. I don't give a rip about the outrage. Tell me what the heck is really going on. And other than Zero Hedge, if you want to name other sources, you're one of the good ones, Sean. Thank you, because like guys like Hannity, I just oh be outraged like come on man tucker sheds the light you shed the light so thank you for doing what you do and again name four sources if you can thanks i appreciate it we'll be back with the rest of your calls and comments after this he will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government live free or die on the sean thompson show on am 560 the answer am 560 the answer they're the only ones that could pay off our debt. Bring that alien money. Not to mention, the aliens will not tolerate the American Democrat. They're going to look at them and cast them to their own planet to ruin like they've ruined everywhere they ever have governed or been elected. In the meantime, I was watching the Chicago News this weekend. My word, man. What a sewer. What a ghetto. Super Bowl weekend. What is it? it must have been nice there. Was it nice, Squirrel? 22 people shot? That's the most since 2017 where it was 28. Those are rookie numbers. You can get those up. In the meantime, what do all the workers have to say about it? Well, nothing, because they're like the capital architect. How would you have responded to emergencies in those circumstances? So, so I, I'll have to say that you would have to address that with members of my family, because the times that... Now, this is a rat. You got your 18-year-old daughter who thinks you're a man because you give her the government's car. Your wife running errands in the car. And when you're questioned, you velocity, you turn, you flip like the rat you are, and with the stammering and the stuttering, be a man. Say, I'm a gangster. It's a it's a company car. It goes with me. I do what I want. Act like the gangster you think you are, pansy. That I knew when my wife drove the vehicle and my daughter drove the vehicle were the times that I was in the vehicle. So your testimony is that the family members have never driven the vehicle without you being in the vehicle? I'm saying that that would be something that would have to be discussed with them. I will also say... Well, you're not suggesting we bring members of your family into town. Yeah, let's get the 18-year-old in. I think you should do it to show her that her father's a scumbag, like 99% of the government workers. 
who pretend to be men. You know what car my kid drives? My car. I pay for it. You know what car my wife drives? My car. I pay for it. You know the difference? I'm a man. You're a half-ass gangster. Let's vote yourself for a raise in a municipality pension. Ooh, it's great. You guys are better than everybody. Now, times that by 22 million. And now wonder how many people in Chicago have gas cards. I know one. I don't think he drives anymore because he can't get in and out of it. Cream Puff Jim. Oh, yeah. Hi, Sean. What you got me is these, these judges are making these medical decisions all over the country. I don't get it. You know, mask mandates, this other screwball in Texas. Only the Democrat the ones. They don't do that down here, babe. Only yours. No, but I mean, would, would you go to a judge for medical advice? Listen, I, mean, I knew you, some judges. I knew Ed some Burks, judges. You think I go for medical Burks, advice? How many times did you did you powder up Ed Burke's keister before you kissed it? Come on now. Well, I, 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 I want to go into my story with Ed Burke. I love Ed Burke. But anyway, the point you. is, I talk, I'm talking about judges. That, would you go to medical advice to ju- for judges? I don't, I'll tell you what. I don't get medical advice from Democrats, even if they graduated medical school. I don't get any advice from Democrats. You know you, why? All you do is ruin everything. You bankrupt everything, and you drive around in someone else's car. Thank you very much for the call. George in Naperville. Sean, I'm surprised China didn't do a Chinese balloon flyover at the Super Bowl with signs saying, thank you, Joe. This president is obviously bought and paid for. I'm surprised there aren't three Chinese communists hanging off Whoopi Goldberg. That's what I'm surprised at. Uh, Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? How was the weekend? Oh, it was splendid. I had a wonderful time. I even went to one of those parties for those D students on steroids chasing balls. I didn't watch a game. Of, you know, I didn't watch a play, but I had a great time. Got to see some old good friends. It was wonderful. Good, good. What I wanted to ask you today is all these uh, balloons and all of these things flying over the country... Uh, the government can't give, uh, give us an answer of wh- who's, uh, who's flying, uh, flying them. And, uh, You're going to get an and, answer from uh, a guy driving around in a car you pay excuses. for? You're gonna, I mean, oh, you heard but, this. This is what they are. You think the government's anybody but this roach who got caught using the co- company car? And by the way, he, 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 I, he resigned today. Right. What I wanted to say is not only that, now I'm hearing that they want illegals to vote in, uh, in local elections. I mean, what is this? A stepping stone? They oh. found, uh, they, is that what's they found another up, way how to cheat? They found another way how to cheat uh, in, the, in the federal elections coming up in the next uh, sure, year and Bob. a half or two? Sure, because they're, they're hardcore socialists. They like I mean, our version of socialists. And if, if that fired you up, Rich, it's almost like what's I paid that? you to call. It's almost like I paid him to call. If that fired him up. You announced something uh, in your State of the State address, uh, a $40 million plan for students who are here illegally but be able to go to college with assistance here in Arizona. Um, the House Majority Leader here, who is a Republican, said this about that plan. He said, Governor Katie Hobbs in her State of the State stated that she would like to invest $40 million to help pay for illegal immigrants to attend college in Arizona. What about legal citizens of Arizona or any other state? Yeah, we, we absolutely increase funding for Arizona's Promise Scholarship Program, which uh, which helps Arizona students. But our plan to create this scholarship program for DREAMers is right in line with Arizona voters who overwhelmingly passed a provision in this last election to provide in-state tuition for DREAMers. So now you're going to pay for the illegal alien school. College! I pay for my kids' college. You're starting to see a theme? All you got to do is vote for the mafia. Turn a blind eye to the fact you have a dimwit with dementia who's wetting himself, who can't answer a question because he's suffering from a brain disease. Although it does explain so many of his policies. 
And this explains the support. Because if you're a good little asset to the mafia, you get yourself a car. And your wife can drive it and your daughter can drive it. You could walk around like a man. Except in the shadows, in the dark of night, what they really know is they're not men. Every single one of those rats, all of the pretend gangsters, all the Democrats, they're not men of character. They're mafia members, half-assed gangsters who couldn't fight their way out of a wet paper bag on top of it. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. Katie Hobbs' answer is really all you need to know about the mafia, the fascistic Fourth Reich. She stole the election. She won by the narrowest of margin, margins if you count the stolen votes and you discount the legal votes. She barely wins. And her answer as to why she's going to pay the tuition of illegal aliens is because the voters want it. So that's the definition of fascism. She feels that 51% can take away the rights of 49%. And that's the same thing the dimwit with dementia pretending to be the president. That's how he sells his agenda. That is bankrupting this country. And when you see we are on the precipice of World War III, the most uncertain times in foreign policy and domestic, and the stock market rallies, you realize how interwoven with corruption and with the Chinese Communist Party this country is. So to think that they're going to wake up one day and, and, and send everything back, they'd have to admit that what they are are two-bit frauds. By nearly every measure, the position of poor Americans worsened under the leadership of our opponents. Teenage drug use, out-of-wedlock births, and crime increased dramatically. Urban neighborhoods and schools deteriorated. Those whom government intended to help discovered a cycle of dependency that could not be broken. Government became a drug, providing temporary relief, but addiction as well. And every Soviet, every Cuban, every Venezuelan knows the same thing. But the American Democrat scourge can sell this phony utopia because the voters of the Democrat Party are either too stupid to know it or they're in on it. And they get to drive around in somebody else's car and pretend it's theirs. Don in Bloomingdale. You know, Sean, while we're all looking up in the air for things flying over, what aren't we talking about? We're not talking about Hunter Biden's laptop anymore. We're not talking about the uh, foreclosures that are just around the corner, the repossessions of cars, the border, the economy. Uh, We're not talking about any of this. This is just another Washington diversion. It comes every week nowadays. Well, it would explain the English writing on the first balloon that they found, how we're not talking about that anymore. But there's another interesting thing. I, you hear me say this all the time. 63% of your fellow Americans, that is a staggering statistic, cannot write a check for $1,000. 63%. But 50% cannot write a check for $500. The delinquencies, wow. the delinquencies in mortgages, credit card payments, car payments. We are wallowing. You know what business is coming back? Factoring. Do you know what factoring is, Don? Factoring no. is when people can't get loans, businesses in particular, and they start to take loans on their account receivables. They pay oh, extremely geez. high interest because it's tremendously risky. This is a business that was shut down for 20 years. I know it. I was in it. 20 years. 
Now it's coming back strong. That is not a good thing. Commercial debt is through the roof. Five million square feet of commercial space vacant in the financial district in the sewer of Chicago. Yeah. And you want to talk about balloons or, or, or these <laughs> students on steroids and spandex chasing balls, slapping each other on the ass? St. Pete Buttigieg's house. Thank you very much, Don. Appreciate it. David in Wakanda. Hey, Sean, I've got a theory. Um, that first balloon they shot down, how big was that? Three school buses. Okay, so here's my theory. How do we know that wasn't a pair of JB's pants that uh, blew off the clothesline? We don't, but they would have been blue. He doesn't wear white. It could have been a pair of the old ladies' bloomers. Thank you very much. I like how I'm you're too fat. Teresa on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Hi, Sean. You know, with these so-called adults who are so stupid, we wonder why the generations coming up don't have a brain in their head. Let me ask I you mean, something, Teresa. You're a single yep. woman, right? Are you single now? Yep, yep. Okay. Are you, uh, uh, you find a, a, a 19 inch inseam with a 62 inch waist and a sweaty, uh, palms. Do you find that attractive in a man? Oh, God, no. Now, let's add $16 billion in a trust fund. Would that be attractive? No. Well, you're never going to hang around with the first lady of Illinois that way. Thank you very much. Character is expensive, but you can sleep at night without tipping into the blimp. Terry, Dyer, Indiana. You're killing me. Hey, sorry to get off subject about what I called about, but you talked about the balloon getting sank over over there off the Carolina coast. You know, did you see the picture on the Internet where the guys are leaning over the little little blow-up raft, pulling the, pulling the thing up in it? Did you see it that? Says, it says, return to PX, uh, North Fork, Virginia, Private Williams on it. I saw it. So, John, uh, have you, Sean, you're from Florida. So imagine throwing something like a king blanket in the water and try to pull it out. Yeah. And these guys are trying to heave up a, 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 a balloon the size of three school buses by well, hand. Well, it does explain why the Pentagon lost $6 trillion in the last 20 years, doesn't it? It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like a 1960s sitcom. The only thing missing is that guy with the big jaw who talked funny. Thank you very much. You're too young for that private... Uh... Gomer Pyle, you don't you don't know who I'm talking about, Squirrel? Damn it, you're young. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Collectivism must demonize society. It is how it seizes control. It rewrites history to steal the future. This is a well-known trick. Third Reich did it with Jewish people. Soviet Union did it with all people. China does it with all people. And America, the Marxist mafia, does it with race. Which is really quite ironic when you think that America was the youngest and the richest country because it was steeped in the property rights of the individual and the Enlightenment. Of course, there is... Scandalous history among all people, but these are actions of people, not policy. 
somehow the modern-day Marxist has been able to rewrite that history. My next guest specializes in combating that history. He taught for a year, or I'm sorry, for a decade, as a professor of public policy, economics, and international trade. He now has uh, a new book out on the 1619 Project, The Attack on Capitalism and Industry. His name is Dr. Phil Magnus. How are you, Dr. Magnus? Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. You know, this is something that I lived through. I was lucky enough to be born in the late 60s, and I was born arguably in the time when there was a tumultuous economy, but there was a, a, a tranquility to a certain extent because we had grown intellectually in regards to race specifically. And when you look at today's American society, if, if black people were a country, they would be the eighth richest country on the planet. And yet somehow the American Democrat Party has been able to strip away all of the accomplishments of the individuals of that race particularly and build this kind of victimization that works. And we are now unmoored from the principles of Americanism in the deep waters of collectivism. How do we get back? Well, that's the real trick, because we are fighting a war that is taking place not only in uh, our public media and our public conversation, it's being brought to the classroom. And this is what we see in the 1619 Project, which has been the focus of my attention recently. Uh, The 1619 Project was rolled out with a very conscious effort to try to bring this into K-12 education, a multi-million dollar campaign to do exactly that. But it's based in contorted history. And how does something that's based in a lie get to be implemented in our school system so deep that now it is political to remove false history from the teaching of our kids? Well, that's absolutely the problem. We are up against a multi-million dollar campaign that is running itself through tools of propaganda. And is this specifically to cover up the failings of the government welfare society that has been the architect of the ghettos that have destroyed once great, once great cities like my own Chicago or New York, New Jersey, and anywhere it's implemented? Is this a way to distract the people who are wallowing in the failings of government, in the failings of these pretend utopian policies that only really deliver poverty and hopelessness? Is this how you distract them, pretend once again they're victims, rather than allowing them to understand they're victims of these very policies? Look no further than the evidence that's put forth in the 1619 Project. They list failure after failure after failure of government. And that is everything from redlining in the New Deal, it's failures of unionization policies, it's failures of minimum wages, it's failures of all of these programs that the progressive left adores. But then they turn around and they change the language and they say, aha, that's the fault of capitalism. Government schooling, I think, has been the culprit for everything in this society. And if you look at it on a whole, on every aspect, you have to believe that we are absolute unmitigated proof that humanity is in its intellectual infancy and they refuse to do the work to get smarter. How could you sell this? How could you continue to sell this when you know it's failing? Well, that's the thing. They found academics that are more ideologues than scholars. They find people that practice activism in their own classrooms, in their own scholarship, and they use the authority of uh, the far left in the academy to basically prop up a false narrative. Your specialty is economics, in the, in, in yes. specifically the history of economics. I Absolutely. Have, I've done a lot of reading with um, on everything I could about history. I love history. 
And I remember the tariffs of abomination. I remember 40 years before the Civil War, the real kind of angst between North and South. Slavery a component, but there was other things involved at that time that led up to the Civil War. Am I right about that, or, 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 or is the government kind of uh, uh, regurgitation of history, it's only about slavery, that was it, that's why we fought the Civil War? What is the truth? Well, it's a deeply sectional conflict, and what we see is in the decades moving into the Civil War, slavery rises to the top of lists of, the, of all the tensions that are between them. But it's specifically what the government is doing about slavery, and what you see on the eve of the Civil War the southern states that are most invested in the slave economy are angry because they're about to lose their subsidies. They're about to lose enforcement of the Fugitive Slave Act. They're about to lose money that's being taken out of the taxpayers' purse and given to slave owners to prop up this institution. So when the issue comes up in 1860 in the presidential election, uh, they're furious because the, the, the tap is about to be turned off to all the tax dollars they had enjoyed. How did tariff system work? Uh, before the Civil War? Was it state to state? Because I remember reading about the tariffs of abomination, the, yeah, uh, yeah. the, the kind of attack on the southern states, and then there was the issue of the debt. Debt played a role in that war, did it not? Right. So uh, before the Civil War, tariffs are the main tax system of the federal government, uh, the main way that it, it gets its revenue. And uh, what, what we found is they attracted crony politics, uh, just as programs do today in the federal government. Uh, yes. and, and what they did is uh, you had certain industries, they would vote through their legislators and basically sometimes even pay off politicians to get tariffs assessed that penalized their competitors, uh, goods that were being made abroad that penalized uh, their competitors because they could raise their prices. Uh, so it was used in a political way as essentially a weapon. Uh, so, so rather than raising revenue, what it does is it starts handing out favors to people in districts that have connections to politicians. And that's really the source of the angst that comes over the tariff is just the favoritism that it plays. And the 1619 Project accuses the country of cheating a specific race. Is that the right. way it really was? Or was it more complex than that? Weren't the industries that the slaves were involved in losing power themselves and we were on the precipice of uh, industrial revolution and the products that they produced were kind of being produced other places for cheaper? Uh, Well, that's absolutely what you see. On the eve of the Civil War, the southern states that had slavery were in absolute decline. I think they they dropped from about 55% of the national economy around the time of the American Revolution in 1776 to 1860. It's dropped to 30% of the national economy as situated in the southern states. And part of this is a, a realization that slave economies are not conducive to diversification. They're not conducive to industrialization. And really what plays out in the Civil War is a, a real-time testament to the strength of northern capitalism, northern free labor, northern institutions that had emerged under a free labor system uh, versus an agrarian south that was simply not suited to fight this war. And they just get walloped industrially and economically over the course of this war. I remember reading that less than um, 6% of the people that fought, the actual soldiers that fought, they were, they were poor themselves, and less than 6% even owned slaves or partook in any form of slavery. How did the South get so much support when so few of the citizens took practice of what the government claims was the catalyst for the war? 
Well, there's part of the uh, the secret here is the South itself was very divided throughout the war. There were parts of uh, of, of the mountainous regions in, say, Tennessee. Uh, West Virginia becomes a state because that's the portion of the state of Virginia that breaks away from uh, uh, the cause of the Confederacy. So in the middle of the Civil War, it enters in as its own state. Uh, what this is reflecting is that slavery is an extremely unequal institution in its economic effects. Uh, not only does it harm the people that are enslaved by it, it commits all sorts of atrocities, but it is also something that concentrates a, a large amount of wealth in a very small number of hands, the elite plantation owners, but does almost absolutely nothing uh, for economic development to the regions around it. And we see this in the legacy of slavery. They trace the counties um, in the decades after the Civil War, and counties that had a large slave economy before the Civil War developed much more slowly than counties that were free. Uh, And this passes all the way into the mid to late 20th century. You can still see these economic effects. So you have this uh, deeply backward economic institution. It enriches a few people, enslaves, and commits all sorts of atrocities on the masses. And more than anything else, it, it really just diverts economic development from happening for decades after it's it's even been abolished. There's another bastardization of American history I find to be kind of offensive when it comes to the 1619 Project, and that is the fact that prior to black slaves being here, there were Ulster Scots, the Irish were slaves. In fact, there were all different kinds of cultures, mainly white, that were slaves. When exactly did the black slaves get brought over, and who brought them over? And who sold them? You know, so it's a complex question because the Spaniards were actually in North America for a century prior to 1619, and Spain did bring slavery with it. What happens in the English colonies, you know, I've, I've suggested the 1619 Project should uh, rename itself the 1662 Project because that's actually the year that the Virginia House of Burgesses adopts a law that starts to racialize slavery because before that, uh, the, the status of a person that was not free was ambiguous. Uh, they were considered under English common law to be uh, essentially indentured servants. So uh, of the people that arrive on that first slave ship in 1619, uh, the ones that we have records of, uh, several of them went on to gain their freedom after the indenture was up. And it's really not until uh, a couple generations later that they imposed slavery on racial lines to define uh, a difference between white indentured servants and, uh, and black enslaved people. Uh, that are, are, are born to a, a slave mother. That was the uh, the way that they codified it. But that's not until 1662, and that's completely omitted from the 1619 project. What else is omitted? Does it? Uh, I, I honestly don't know. I've only read portions of it as I found it to be repulsive in its inaccuracy. There were numerous black slave owners. Willie Ellison comes to mind as he was one of the largest funders for the Confederacy. Is this ever brought up in the 1619 project, if I were to turn every page rather than throw up in my mouth and put it down? I'd say it's, uh, it's politely overlooked, and that seems to be a lot of uh, the strategy the 1619 Project uses when it's engaging uh, with difficult parts of our past, complex parts of our past. And there were also my ancestors, white people, who rejected slavery and fought against it. Does the 1619 Project address those men and women that fought vehemently hard, or the 13 states that abolished slavery without a shot being fired. This seems to be no, again conveniently it's, ignored. 
That's it. That's exactly it. It's inconvenient to the narrative because they want to cast the American Revolution as a pro-slavery event. Well, then they cannot tell the story of all the colonies and then eventually states that abolished slavery in the immediate aftermath of the American Revolution. Uh, one of the great tragedies of it, the 1619 Project basically relegates the whole abolitionist movement, and this is both white and black abolitionists, uh, to a minor inconsequential part of history because that doesn't... Uh, connect to the narrative they're trying to tell. In other words, they're trying to tell a story of American history that takes uh, as a given the Roger B. Taney version of the Constitution that we see in the Dred Scott case. Uh, in the original 1619 Project, even Frederick Douglass, who you find out is, is actually not only a, uh, um, uh, an abolitionist, he is a political thinker in his own right of the classical liberal sense. He's a free marketeer, but he's barely even mentioned in the original 1619 Project because his politics do not sync up with this story that's trying to demonize the American Revolution, trying to demonize the Declaration of Independence, which Frederick Douglass calls a great liberty document that says should be construed in a way that emancipates and frees people, not something of suppression. So uh, we, we get this narrative being put forth by the, the New York Times that not only is distorting history, but omitting history that runs against its claims. I can't help but notice the 1619 Project and the people who support it, they're not abolitionists themselves. They don't want to abolish slavery. They simply want to wield the power. And it seems to me that it's so many of their policies are anchored in government supremacy, and they want to implement racism in their version of correcting racism. Is this being accepted by the bulk of people of color? Well, I, I think most people that see this, if they look at the actual evidence, they look at historical documents, uh, have enough common sense to realize that they are being told a very uh, manipulative version of the past and a manipulative version of politics today. On the other hand, what you have is the 1619 Project. It's putting forth a, a narrative that's not really about history. It's, a, it's about politics in 2023. So when the new Hulu series is out, uh, you get a very strong suggestion that uh, – Say so when Congress fails to adopt the confiscatory wealth tax, that this is to be blamed on slavery. Or when an Amazon warehouse fails to unionize, that this is to be blamed on slavery, which I think is just uh, on its face a nonsensical version of, of political reality that most people would look upon and say, uh, you know, something's not adding up here. But then you also have the true believers, and the true believers uh, are not uh, primarily uh, the general public. The true believers are academics on the far left that value this because it's a convenient story to tell for political reasons. And, you know, your history, your background of economics, when you take a look at the way and the answers and the, the new executive orders, I'm going to play a clip at when we hang up the Justice 40 Project, and you see the kind of money the lucrative nature of race hustling, which is what is perpetrated by these um, government yeah. supremacists. How does it, in your opinion, you step back, you, I mean, you were a college professor, you right now, you're, you're involved in, uh, so in the senior director at the, at the American Institute. How do you predict it ends? Well, in the immediate moment, uh, they have found a very lucrative path to academic and media acclaim. And you see this in Nicole Hannah-Jones, the 1619 Project's creator herself. Uh, she is running around the country to small-town public libraries and charging them $40,000 a pop for a one-hour lecture about her book. $40,000 And this has played hour. out over and over again. I mean, this is someone that is making bank on an academically defective product 
uh, by basically just playing the race card. She takes a portion and gives it to after-school programs and food for the homeless, and she helps her community with that, right? Or, or is she a oh. real estate speculator like the heads of BLM and buys mansions? How does it work? Uh, it tends to be much more. Uh, I think the evidence is in the latter case uh, because uh, you know these are. Uh, I point this out that several of these libraries are st- are struggling. Uh, a forty thousand dollar check for a speech could have been used to hire another staffer for the next year. Yeah, or to teach and some of the kids to read, like Chicago, where seven percent of the kids can actually read. In the meantime, Doctor Phil Magnus, where can my people go to keep an eye on you and and, and read some of your writings? Yeah, so I publish uh, regularly on our website, which is AIER.org. That's the American Institute for Economic Research, AIER.org. I'm going to have you back, and we're going to talk about trade when this all settles down. Because I'm a free market, laissez-faire, property rights. They call it capitalism, but I'm a big proponent of the economic system that took the youngest country and made it the most economically powerful. And I hope we get back to that one day. In the meantime, I'm going to keep an eye on you, and you have an open invitation here, okay? Appreciate it. Thanks again for having me. Thank you. We'll be back with all of your calls. Bob in Buffalo Grove, you'll be first. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Are you sure, Squirrel? The Secret Service nickname for Joe Biden is really Stewart. I don't know. That's a bit much, Squirrel. Sicko. Hey everyone, it's your girl Anne at Indivisible, and I'm here to talk to you about Justice 40. Justice 40 is a promise that President Biden made to ensure at least 40% of federal climate investments directly benefit frontline communities. This is a historic opportunity to invest in largely Black, Brown, Indigenous, and low-income communities that have been disproportionately harmed due to... What about the blue-eyed white devil? 40%? In the climate, what about the what about the, uh, the the train crash? Climate. What was in the balloons? Climate. I don't know. What about the climate? Historic discrimination, pollution, and climate change. I didn't do any of that. I didn't do any of that. I don't want to pay for it. What do you think? We got to get a blue eye white devil uh, caucus. See, work on that squirrel. Uh, Bob Buffalo Grove. Uh, good afternoon, Sean. Always good talking to you. Yeah, from You're one per- blue eyed white devil to the other. Uh, your previous guest brought back mem- uh, memories or whatever of uh, sixty, almost sixty years ago. My history class in Chicago, we had to read a book that probably has never been, uh, won't be um, mentioned or referenced today because of the content of it. It was called "The Cavalier and the Yankee," and it was the history of the Old South from um, eighteen thirty to the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And what was controversial about the book was it took the premise that there was a big cultural divide between the South and the North, and slavery was just one component of it. Of course. So the Civil War wasn't really about the Civil War. It was about the cultural divide that was separating the, the agro-South from the industrial North. And it was such an important book of its time. And get this, I was going to engineering school, and I had to read it again for a political science course that I was taking in college. Yes. And you probably never hear that book anymore referenced because it would be totally, um, what do you want to call, um, 
ob- objectionable to the current there was a, uh, there, woke there, people. There was, there was a book that used to have the letters. Back then, you have to remember how they communicated between the Southern representatives, some of whom were black, that were arguing for secession. And that's when I was a kid. That's what woke me up. I'm like, wait a minute. You mean they're they're selling me a propaganda line, and now you look where we are today. And you realize that's exactly what that was. It was a complex time. It was a complex war. And, yes, slavery was a component of the Civil War, but it wasn't the main catalyst. But the other thing you have to remember, this is why you should always be skeptical of your government. Because all they really needed was an excuse that sold to the American people. And the American people, the the 40,000 that went were in prison because of their opinion. They allowed the military to be re- released on other Americans. That, that, that's something I don't think we should just glaze over. The idea that the president said, kill them, is a problem with me. Thank you very much. You can't win Have the argument you, and you control the army. That's a big problem. Mike in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Yeah, hi. About 40 minutes ago, you had a truly ignorant caller on the, on the, you were talking to which is sort of uh, typical of civilians that, ne- that never served in the, the, the Navy. All right, um, I lived on board a U.S. Navy salvage ship for over a year in the late 70s. I can tell you, when you see a bunch of guys leaning overboard from a canoe or a rowboat trying to grab something with their hands, what you don't see is far more important. You don't see the deep-sea divers in the water or the sonar or possibly a submarine that are helping the guys you do see. Yeah, but it is possible, Mike. I agree with you. There's things we don't see. But it is, why has no one addressed the fact that that, what they pulled out had English writing on it? Now, let me ask you something. Can you go into Walmart and buy a toy that doesn't have Chinese writing on it? On a bag yeah, of label? Yeah, but they all say made in China. But, but no, but the bag of label, it's all in Chinese. Yet you want the balloon that is from China has English writing on it? How, how does that work? I got questions. I got questions. So, and I don't trust, speaking- and I'll do respect. I don't trust the military tagline, the military excuses. After all, how many hundreds of thousands of people right now, right now we're in wars nobody wants to talk about. I don't trust a word that comes out of the government. That's just me. But I thank you for your service. David and Lansing. Sean, there are 30 to 40 million Uyghurs in western China. Uyghurs are originally from Turkey. There was just a huge earthquake in Turkey, and the balloons are being used to divert attention from the from uh, the earthquake. Now, last thing. So your accusation, had, just so I hear it right, your accusation is that Chinese performed a strike on Turkey and were being diverted. It's from possible the because H A A R P. I know that a woman can break a wine glass with her voice, so you can vibrate stuff with. I knew. If anybody could ruin the, the mojo, it's David and Lansing. Okay, well, that's a new one for me. I, uh, Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Anytime. And this whole thing with these balloons and stuff like that, I'll tell you what, our military has the capability. They could take and drop, they could very easily, by shooting it with the right round and everything, they could drop any of those things. But they went out of their way to, to overshoot them, to blow them to smithereens. So there's nothing you can look at. There's no, you couldn't have any evidence to say this or that or anything else. I'm thinking that Ray Epps has got something to do with it, too. Uh, these last two. Well, Ray, uh, bro, I, Ray Epps has something to do with the balloons? 
Well, Ray Epps has got to do it when you take and do this uh, misdirection plays. So he probably came up with an idea of if, maybe after the first one. That, my, I'm joking a little bit on that because yeah, he's he's so. the kind of guy in the he's the kind of guy in the FBI and everything that that comes up with these ideas to basically do this misdirection so stuff and everything. That. Oh, look over credit. If the misdirection play could be the, I mean, I I, I wouldn't tag it as Ray Epps. I mean, you might want to say that the government, it's a misdirection play. Okay, I, I'll believe that. I've always had a problem with the fact no one has addressed the original story that Honey Bunny had. It has English writing on it. Obviously, it wasn't bought at Walmart because it doesn't have English writing on it at Walmart. In the meantime, it is a distraction from the other big problems we have. The big problem is the sitting president of the United States, 15 senators, 40 congresspeople have been direct recipients of Chinese money in their campaign. Also, what's with all the military? Why you got to blow it up? How about this? We have a balloon. We've got four balloons. The 400,000 acres of farmland that China owns, they don't own it anymore. Now it's ours. How about some of that? The, the buildings, the money that's in Chicago, Chinese money in Chicago. Am I the only one that remembers the dailies? Oh, man, daily. He never, he keep, closest he got to China was, 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 was uh, Chinese food. All of a sudden, he's going to China back and forth or billions of dollars. They own Chicago. They own New York. They own New Jersey. They own California. All of your investments are gone. American big banks are forbidden from doing business with China. But instead, what's the story today? To Ford. So complete ownership to Ford with CATL as the licensee. Opens in 2026. Expected to create 2,500 jobs. Lots to discuss about this announcement. 2,500 jobs? How many billions of dollars? Chinese infiltration into our economy. Chinese infiltration into our banking. Chinese infiltration into our software. Into our servers. Into our government. Into our politicians. That's what I want to address. I don't give a rip about the balloons. They're, they are a distraction. That's, that's the one thing you got right. Absolute distraction. The real, what are they distracting you from? They're distracting you from the fact that the sitting president of the United States is an asset of the Chinese Communist Party, oligarchs, all recipients of our policy. And in the meantime, if you really question it, let's throw out the race card. Frontline leaders have led the fight on these issues for decades, and it is critical we show up to support their demands. Last year, President Biden announced his interim Justice 40 initiative, which is a temporary guidance for agencies to begin doing the work of moving resources to frontline communities. But this is not the that's final it. That's guidance. how you buy support from the Democrats, the street Democrats. That's all. Did you say money? Money? Money in my schools? How's that turn out for, for these Democrat hellholes? Now one family is grieving and Robin's police investigators throughout the course of this investigation later determined that the vehicle that crashed into that victim was stolen. As you mentioned, the three people inside were three teenage boys. Tonight, Robin's police investigators assessing the scene of a crash that tragically killed a man. One witness described the seconds that led to this deadly destruction. A group of boys, maybe teenagers, stole a vehicle. The guy was coming out of his um, parking lot down there. Hit him. He spent out three or four times. Get the-, the city is a hellhole because the children that you're paying 28000 a year for to pretend they're in school are running wild amok killing people and there's no end in sight and rather than focus on that all you have to do is sprinkle the infield which will be coming soon the time before the final guidance is announced 
is a critical time to provide feedback to the White House on Justice 40. Here are some of the improvements that we are asking the White House to make. First, we're talking money. To start undoing the harms frontline communities face, the government must give money directly to communities. Now that we've established you're a whore, we're just negotiating the price. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's all right, though. We've got an update. Of course, there's chemicals. It appears to be tens, if not hundreds of acres have been evacuated. Animals are dying, but don't worry. Our transportation secretary is on it. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them. But everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing doing the good paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. But that happens at the delivery level. Uh, to work with your contractors. See, that's the main thing. Forget about the turmoil. Forget about the failure. Distract them with jobs, and they'll believe anything, rather than how it really works in the city. You want to build something, you have to hire people of all color, street gangs, so your equipment isn't stolen and vandalized every single night. It's all part of the budget. That's why there's so much building in the sewers. Robert Bloomingdale. Sean, how are you doing today? Splendid. Listen, I got a comment and an interesting question for you. First of all, these Chinese are not stupid. A lot of them probably know the English language. And we got to be careful because this could be something of a bigger sinister plot that they're trying to get away with. Now, here's a question for you. (laughs) What's this railroad explosion stuff going on in um, Ohio and some other places? What's that all about? Because I heard... We're going to find out right after we find out about the uh, food distribution centers that have burst into flames across the country and the chicken farms. And then we'll find out about the chicken farm in in Europe that is on fire, their major chicken farm. I'm sure it's all just a coincidence. The Chinese had nothing to do with it. And if they did, the politicians in the that are indigenous to those countries that they own will cut excuses for them. The real problem isn't balloons. It isn't railroad derailments. It's that the Chinese Communist Party owns our politicians and our government. Terry Oaklawn. Yeah, hi. hi. I was just wondering why we don't hear more about the president and um, vice president wearing masks, especially I noticed I really looked hard for it. No. And you didn't have to look hard. The president was not the president. He's got a freaking mask on. Did he have a mask on? I didn't and and. Huh? He didn't have a mask on. Did he have to stay? I didn't watch it, watch it all, but I He didn't... had a mask on. That guy was an actor. Oh, <laughs> no, that's just the glazed dementia look. But uh, I... <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, come on. Kamala Harris isn't going to wear a mask. She doesn't have to. No exhaust. No diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi. And even USB outlets next to every seat. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. That's good stuff. And the boss just cost $62 million. Don't worry. They kicked it back to the Democrat mafia. Has the payload been recovered from South Carolina yet? The, the large so-called payload that's... 
Yeah, as I said, some of the debris, certainly uh, they were able to take things off the surface like the next day, actually that afternoon, uh, some of the balloon uh, fabric. Um, and in the days since, they have been able to recover some, not all, uh, of the payload that sank to the bottom of the Atlantic. It's in about 45 feet of water. Weather conditions are pretty tough off the coast right now. Like today, for instance, they have not been able to get into the water and dive on it. But over the course of the weekend, they were able to raise some of the debris, including uh, some of the electronics and... and uh, so, but what, what about this guy? In the first balloon, there was a much different rationale, which I think was the appropriate rationale. Uh, we got enormous intelligence information from surveilling the balloon as it went over the United States. <laughs> the, oh, you schmuck. Right to the face. With a straight face, he lies directly to you, like every other Democrat. But resist, we much. We must, and we will much about that be committed. A stunning revelation from Reverend Al Sharpton. Today, he admitted to being an undercover informant, handing over information on some of New York's most wanted. TV. That's fantastic. You have to be in on it or too stupid to see it. We'll be back. In. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. problem with humanity and that is their ability to adapt to slavery to servitude to corruption that's the way i see it when you look at these democrat sewers these hellholes that continue to fail and have failed for a hundred years like the sewer of corruption formerly a great city of chicago destroyed but not overnight and then you realize what happens when you export those politicians or those political ideologies to the federal level. 42 presidents over two centuries built $5 trillion in debt. Two presidents, one Republican and one Democrat, over just 16 years quadrupled our national debt. And now over the last six years, again with a Republican president and a Democrat president, we've seen national debt grow from $20 trillion to $31.5 trillion. And we adapt to this failure because we're primed to adapt. After all, we grew up in the sewer of corruption, Chicago and Illinois. Why is everyone leaving? $500 a month, 3,500 families that are Chicagoans, 4,000 more that are illegal aliens. Keep 500 a month. Where you go? Where are you going? Walmart leaves, businesses flee. 5 million commercial square feet of vacant space in the financial district, what used to be the financial district in Illinois. Where is everybody going? I wanted to call on an expert in economics, but moreover, one who studies constantly. He's a friend of the show. You know him, E.J. Antoni. How are you, E.J.? Sean, I'm, I'm hanging in. It was, a, it was a tough weekend with the Eagles lost, but what are you oh, going to do? I don't give a rip. None of those guys knew where Philadelphia was before they signed their contract. Anyway, what the hell do you care? In the meantime, I'm more interested in the policies that are destroying my nation and casting it into a quasi-Soviet society. And there's no better example than the one I'm from, Chicago, Illinois. And yet, they refuse to take a hint 
even as massive amounts of people are leaving. But are they really the people that are important to the Democrat Marxist philosophy? Well, Sean, in, in the long run, they are, because the people who are leaving are the ones who are doing all of the productive work. They're the ones who create jobs. They're the ones who grow the economy. They're the ones who provide the income, which can be taxed, to provide all of these crazy left-wing programs. And so as all of those people leave the state and they take their jobs and their incomes with them, it is bleeding states like Illinois Dry. An amazing thing happened to me when I left. I noticed it right away. And that was something as simple as my cell phone bill. My cell phone bill dropped to almost a third of what it was in Illinois. And then you realize why. It's all of the corruption taxes that are put on services people need, people get used to. And Illinoisans, for the most part, don't realize they're paying three times the monthly cost of just something as simple as a cell phone. But the taxes they're starting to wake up to on their property. Is this the way to maybe demand some form of correction? But you have to keep in mind, we're a little bitter We just had a moron, trust fund baby, who won in five minutes, even though when he won the first time he was embroiled in 17 hours of FBI tape with a Democrat governor who went to prison because he was a corrupt piece of garbage. And it doesn't seem to matter to the people. All they have to do is be told the story of utopia. They'll continue to support people who build the ghettos they are, unfortunately, uh, cast to live in. Well, but you can fool all the people some of the time, some of the people all the time, but you can never quite seem to fool all the people all the time. And slowly but surely, one by one, people are waking up and they're leaving because they're sick of it. I mean, it's amazing how something, like you said, like with your cell phone bill, how these policies truly affect people on a day-to-day basis. And when you compare, I don't care if it's your cell phone, if it's the cost of a gallon of milk or a dozen eggs, whatever the case may be, or how much you have to pay each month for for your home, because property taxes are so high in Illinois. You compare all of these little things from state to state, and it really adds up. And it's not as if, you know, you look at a state like Tennessee, for example, they have the highest sales tax in the nation except they have virtually no other taxes. They have an incredibly low cost of living. There is nowhere near the level of corruption that you find in the Chicago, for example. And so on net, you are much better off in a state like that as compared to Illinois, where just about everything is done wrong. So I have taken advantage of this. I picked up and I made everybody uncomfortable who's in my family, and we you know, argue about it back and forth, and we still go back and forth on the rest of it. But the reality is... I was able to beat the local atrocity of my freedoms, my rights, and my money. But it has now taken hold in a never-before-seen arena of 535, if I add up the Congress birthing people and others, and the Senate birthing people and others, and two morons called the President and the Vice President. So basically 537 people have managed to take every single policy, backdoor nationalize every sector of my economy, and lie boldly to my face as i learned from your article in fox business how do they get away with it and why do the people wallow in the corruption and failure and give these 537 morons who probably couldn't get a job in the real world all this power oh goodness i i think the way they they get away with it is just because the media is so incredibly corrupt when you have these legacy institutions 
that are essentially in bed with their political masters. That is how you, you get these narratives. You know, you flip from one channel to the next, for example, you go from one website to the next. What do you find? They're all saying exactly the same thing as if they all got their marching orders from the same place, which they probably did. But again, you can't fool everybody forever. And so no matter how many times we're told we haven't had a recession, no matter how many times we're told inflation is transitory or we had it, but now it's going away, whatever the case may be, you're not going to be able to fool everybody forever. You know, on Unless the topic of inflation, you float a few the- balloons over the country and you tell them there's the problem over there. Is this not exactly what the uh, magician in the White House and his version of the hot assistant known as the Chinese balloons with American writing on it is doing to my people right now today? It is, but at some point, people wake up. At some point, I don't have enough money to, to pay for my rent, to buy clothes, to put gas in the tank, to put food in the refrigerator. At some point, people break. And I think there are plenty of Americans who have already hit that point and more and more are hitting it every single day. It's interesting to see the secret sauce in the uh, where I come from in Chicago, as this is the week that their program launches of 3,500 Chicagoans, 4,000 illegals that are going to get $500 a month for merely existing. This is on top of the already ridiculous amount of welfare that's given into the worst neighborhoods. Um. Have they been able to make a correlation yet between government intervention in life and ghettos? Or are we still pretending they're just happenstance? Oh, no. I mean, my goodness, not only have the statisticians made that correlation, but the average American has made that correlation. The average American has has voted loud and clear with their feet saying we don't want to live in places like Chicago, like New York like the state of California, because people are leaving those places in droves. They're going to Florida. They're going to Texas. Again, Tennessee. You know, they are going to places that have the exact opposite of these big government policies. And the tragedy of this whole thing is, although we have these states that serve as laboratories of democracies where we get to see what works and what doesn't, the, the 500-something morons in the federal government that you were just talking about have decided to instead go with the policies that have been proven failures at the state level and implement them at the federal level. I noticed something that the Republican, the new Republican Congress led by career politicians, refuses to take on an executive order that is going to win support because it does what government supremacists do. It wields racism and bigotry. There's an executive order called Justice 40. I didn't know this. Shame on me. Till this weekend, because I don't watch D students on steroids chasing balls, I kind of investigate things. I did not know about an executive order named Justice 40, which takes 40% of the infrastructure spending in states and diverts them into the areas that are always bankrupt and always failing, the Democrat-run ghettos and hellholes. This has been able to buy complacency up until now. Chicago is wallowing into some third-world hellhole where the crime syndicates are so spread out and made up of so many young kids that they walk in and walk out they're protected by their uh, juvenile status and they're overturned constantly do you think it'll take somebody important to be killed because we had 22 people shot on a super bowl weekend and i think seven or four are dead and the remaining will be crippled 
is it going to take somebody connected to a politician to be the victim of the ghetto? Or can they squash it by pretending they care about people who die of a virus that they invested in? Sean, it's exactly right. Here's a perfect example of it. Just a few days ago, a, a member of the government in D.C., the, the local government, the District of Columbia, not a, not a federal official, one of the local government officials was mugged and almost killed in an attack that normally, because the, the person under current law was allowed out, the, the crimes they previously committed, those, those actions were decriminalized. And what happened only days later they reversed those decisions. The city council said, oh, wait, you know what? Maybe these soft on crime policies are not oh. such a good idea. Why? Because their own lives were endangered, because their own stuff was put in jeopardy. As soon as the ruling class have to feel the ramifications of their own actions, they are very quick to admit they made a mistake and reverse course. You're in the belly of the beast, Caligula for nerds and the sexually frustrated. You're in Washington, D.C., we have uh, what is happening with China is outrageous to me. Yet today, today, Ford announced it is partnering up with the Chinese government in a Ford EV project. And it admits in the story on CNBC that they have managed to structure the business so they can hide the Chinese partnership and not break any rules that were in place for foreign governments being invested in American uh, companies that are getting money from the government. This is touted on CNBC on the money station as a good thing. Hasn't the acceptance for mafia government and corrupt control of the economy just been so accepted that they can get away with this? Will there be, in your opinion, one, one of those 537 demagogue frauds pretending to be representatives that will put up a fight against this? Or are they just afraid that they can be beat over the head with the lure of pretend jobs? It's sad to say, but I literally think we have half a dozen, maybe a dozen true conservatives in that group of people who might actually stand up and, and fight back against this. You know, another really good example of this, this crazy governmental overreach is even after they passed that, what was it, $1.7 trillion in so-called infrastructure spending, uh, all of the money that was supposed to go to build new highways and more highway lanes. The Biden administration has now directed their federal agencies to ensure that none of that money can actually be used for general highway purpose. In other words, the That's only awesome. thing you can use it for is putting in bus lanes on the highway. So we're going to spend billions of dollars to put in lanes on the interstates that only buses are allowed to use, and it will provide zero alleviation for traffic congestion. Well, Kamala Harris loves a good bus. Uh, I thought it was more of a train. But in the meantime, we have other indicators that things aren't so good. No one is talking about the junk loan market. The junk loan business has delinquencies that have doubled. Junk loans were already there for people who couldn't get loans. That market is growing. You're seeing a rise in factoring, which is receivable lending. Businesses are wallowing and drowning. And the market climbs 377 points on a day we've never been closer to World War III. Can you explain this to me, please? Yeah, I think the best explanation is that the Federal Reserve continues to bail out investors. A lot of times we think, oh, the, the Federal Reserve, you know, when they do something like they buy mortgage-backed securities, they're trying to bail out homeowners. No, they're not. They're bailing out the, the big investment houses 
that have all this MBS on their books. That's who they're bailing out. And as they continue to pump liquidity into the system, or at least maintain these ultra-high levels of liquidity, you know, financial conditions have been loosening for months now, not tightening. So despite all the rhetoric of higher interest rates, the Fed is not by any means slamming on the brakes. We just got revised data out today, for example, from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Inflation in the fourth quarter of last year was twice as high as we previously thought it was. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is this is Raven Knight gangster bull dung. They lie to our face on the days they're supposed to give us the information. Three weeks later, they correct it, and everybody just goes on in the market rallies and the quiet. I, I, EJ, you and I are friends. I'm going to take advantage of that. This is outright fracking fraud, man. How can it go on? I, I don't see how it can. I mean, again, at some point, this whole thing has to break. At some point, the system collapses under its own weight. And, you know, maybe it takes years. Maybe it takes decades. Maybe it only takes a single administration. It, after all, it did take a Jimmy Carter to give us a Ronald Reagan. And hopefully we only have to sit through the rest of this presidency before we see a change. Sam Bankman freed and the rest of it, it all went away. But I want to give you an update because this is a bipartisan duopoly of corruption. The Republicans do it in better suits. Do you remember uh, Senator Richard Burr and the scandal? I want to remind you of it. We are learning new details about an insider trading investigation involving Senator Richard Burr. Court documents show the Securities and Exchange Commission is looking into Burr and his brother-in-law's stock trades at the beginning of the pandemic. Two wants to know Ben Briscoe just got a hold of new documents documents connected to this case. The Securities and Exchange Commission filed 71 pages of claims in federal court that Burr had material non-public information regarding the incoming impact economically of coronavirus. The SEC says it's investigating if Burr illegally used that information to sell stocks on February 13th of 2020. According to the documents, the SEC is also investigating if Burr tipped off his brother-in-law, Jared Farth, now, they write on nice February name. 13th, 2020. So that means he married a Farth. Immediately after he spoke to Senator Burr on the phone, and immediately after Senator Burr had directed his own broker to liquidate his own joint IRA pro, uh, portfolio. The bro- now, the update is this. The SEC dropped all charges last week. This is outrageous. A third grader. A third grader, even a Chicago public school third grader, knows that this is a crime. His brother-in-law, Farth, and the lovely wife of his, the former Mrs. Farth, was in on the scam. Prior to that, a year before that, he sold a Dutch fertilizer company and made $3 million right before the new regulations came out in Holland that destroyed 45% of that company's wealth. This is something that they're in on together. They're running cover for each other, and they're freezing out media and honest people like yourself and other organizations. How in the world can we do this peacefully so we put these crooks in prison? Because the SEC is clearly in the pocket of Senator Burr and his lobbyist brother-in-law. That's the part of the story they left out. Oh, goodness. The the entire SEC, all of these so-called regulators, I mean, it is a in an incestuous revolving door between the big financial houses and the regulators who are supposedly supposed to be regulating them and the and the bond rating agencies. I mean, that, that is exactly how we got the entire uh, financial collapse 
uh, in the first place. That is what made it possible. And, you know, it was it was Burr. Uh, it, it was Loeffler. Right. It was Feinstein. This is this is a nonpartisan issue. You had Republican and Democrat senators who clearly acted illegally on what was effectively insider information. In the same way, look at the Federal Reserve officials who sold off millions of dollars in stock at the end of 2021 to avoid a conflict of interest, according to official filings. It's amazing how their avoidance of a conflict of interest perfectly coincided with a market peak. EJ, you know what's aggravating to me? I, I have a friend of mine who did a year for changing a price on a trading card. I'm not kidding you. Because the FBI tried to investigate traders, produced nothing, lost over $7 million as the, as the pretend FBI agents pretended to be traders. They lost the trading. And they had the result in something. And they went after innocent people who changed a price on a, on a trading card back when we had pencils. And he did a year. Yet the senators, the congressmen, the scum make half a billion dollars like Nancy Pelosi. And they're given awards and ceremonies. And you're going to get a day off pretty soon in school when she takes a dirt nap. I'm sick and tired of it, brother. I really am. Absolutely. You know, it, mm-hmm. Once again, rules for me, but not for thee. And as we said earlier, this, this can't go on forever. Eventually, the system breaks. Eventually, people are just going to be too sick of it. I know I inspired an article out of you. Just promise me you'll give me some mention if you name it Hey Dummy Wake Up. Will you please? Oh, my, absolutely. <laughs> EJ Antoni, thank you so much. Heritage Foundation, you can find him everywhere. He's now expanded. He's everywhere. Just Google his name. Thank you so much for joining me. Sean, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Anytime. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I have yet to see one politician talk about stripping the Chinese investment. 400,000 of farm acres. Why do they own that? All of the buildings in the financial collusion and corroboration with the Chinese Communist Party. And when convenient, what do they talk about? Taiwan. Taiwan voted in late November. They want to be communists. Go ahead, go. What the hell do I care? Dr. Joe Grease. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you, Sean. Uh, we're going to have elections pretty soon uh, in Greece, and uh, things are looking pretty good. But uh, I had the impression that the, the Taiwanese, the nationalists, they are going to have elections, or they already had them? They I'm had, not well, sure. They, they, the, the Democrat Progressive Party, her ver- the version of uh, Joe Biden, she was a dimwit as well. She tried to step down. She stepped down, and the people voted that China should be in charge of that sector uh, in the local districts. Now, I think there's... I don't even think there's another one that has to take place. They basically voted for China. It's the American government that says, no, they don't want to be a part of China. Ironically, the same American government who two years earlier abandoned Hong Kong, who resisted hostily the uh, Chinese takeover. So it's, there's a lot going on with that. But I'll tell you this. I don't, I don't want to waste one dollar, one American life. Not one. In fact, I think the American government should implement eminent domain on all Chinese investments in this country. They've obviously committed an act of war, and they need to break all ties. For some reason, my information is that they probably going to have elections again, if I'm not mistaken. Well, and she might have stepped down. They might have caused whom, the rift. Yeah, whom uh, our government is going to support. That's what I wanted to know. 
Well, who do they support here? You know, I don't know something, Dr. Joe. You have a better chance of Greece, a socialist country that has gone bankrupt and had to join the EU to be bailed out, to correct itself before this this government does, this country does. Because this country is is like Greece 15 years ago. They're not going to be happy until they go completely bankrupt and have to be saved in some part of a coalition. That's, and then yeah, after we, suffering, we, they, they then vote for their independence. I think that's what Greece is going to do. Yes, it's, Greece is doing not so, so bad at all. In fact, we are expecting that the uh, right, uh, not the right, but the center-right wing, you know, the new democracy is going to retain, uh, uh, you know, the Joe, power. You've got flaming cheese. You've got better food. You have beautiful women. Dark Mediterranean skin with the blue eyes. What are you kidding me? Don't you ever come back here. In the meantime, you get a room ready for when I'm on the run from the NSA. Will you please? Yes. You'll notify me. I'll expect for I'll I'll wait for you. Thank you very much. Thank you. My wife won't be happy, but I'm, I'll take her with me. She's gorgeous. Scott Sycamore. Hey, how's it going, Sean? Good. How are you, buddy? So I have I have two comments, if you don't mind. The one is, you know, with this this Chinese balloon. I'm really trying to figure this out because I used to scuba dive, and the first time that I was trained how to scuba dive was in 45 feet of water. Yeah. So how the hell are these professional military salvage experts not able to get something in 45 feet of water? And they keep making it out like it's some gigantic thing. Well, wasn't that amateur people can scuba dive in that water? How the hell can they not pull something out? Well, there's two things. I have a, a friend of mine who, who used to work out with Pritzker when they first started. He was a chubby fellow. And to get him down in the water, they had to put those strap, the, the bench plates of 45 pounds on him to sink his Yeah, the weights. Yeah, so there might be some of that going on. And the other thing is, wasn't Pete Buttigieg's big claim to fame is that he was a Navy officer? Ah, you know, so maybe there's a couple of guys like him making decisions with their pants with the bell bottoms on. I don't and, know. And, and my, my other comment is... We don't have a lack of opportunity in this country. We have a lack of effort. And it's ridiculous that nobody calls out people on their laziness. I do. I knew what I knew what I wanted to do when I was younger. I did a quadruple major. I went to two schools at the same time and worked a full-time job. I never you, slept half the time. That's white privilege. And, yeah. And, no, and I'm still paying <laughs> student loans off to this day. So Yeah. You, know. you, you white privileged bastard. You're the problem. Now, give me 70% of your income if you make too much. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to America, Scott. It's like Greece, only minus the food and the beautiful people. Thank you very much, Scott. Kevin, Austin, Texas, two times. Sean, if I've learned anything from 1980s music, I expect 94 balloons, 94 more balloons. 99, to come over. 99. Isn't it 99 or is it? 99? I know. I expect 94. Oh, you know, oh, man. Oh. Five? Come on. Yeah. Are we at five balloons? I mean, I love, hey, by the way, I love watching you on Rumble. Because you're standing, shifting your wig back and forth, waiting for a number, looking at the guy who just got a badge because his uncle paid for him. You can't wait to take his offer. I used to call my girl, who's now my wife, and I would tell her, pick out something real fancy. I'm going to take this kid to the cleaners. Run him up and down. Yeah, go ahead. I love when they came in with their their jacket and their MIT degree. Oh, I'm an economics major. Are you? Put your hands up. I dare you. Go ahead. He looks at his charts. He yeah. sees the resistance and all that. He has Love no those. idea. Call Grandpappy up. Tell him you need to reload. Go ahead. <laughs> That's about it. Anyhow, I love listening to your show. I've been watching it for a while. Anybody who's listening, if you're involved and you like Sean, 
Find out who a Republican uh, precinct captain is. If there isn't one, become it. Take over the GOP from the bottom up. And I hope that a big, deep-pocket guy goes in and canvasses DuPage County to find all the Republican voters that are out there you know, waiting. It's interesting, Kevin. I was reviewing some Barry Goldwater notes and some of his campaign. I'm telling you, brother, I agree with him. I think the only thing John McCain ever did, ever, to benefit this country was what he tried to do with campaign finance. And I think this game of getting deep pocket guys to just throw money, dude, this no, is I'm this is a problem. To get around the Illinois GOP. To oh, get around sorry, the Illinois The Illinois GOP. is done. Identify just like the tidy bull man and data. flush that sewer. Yep. In the meantime, Kevin, I'll tell you, these Republicans love that idea. And that's why who I played, this Richard Burr, this scum is a Republican. And the only difference between him and Santos is Santos has fancier glasses and clothes. Brother-in-law appears to have directed the sale of several stocks. According to the court documents, Burr and his brother-in-law talked for about 50 seconds. And then, within one minute of hanging up, the brother-in-law called his broker. I reached out to Burr's office for comment about an hour ago when we first got... Now, just think about that. They've got him red-fracking-handed. And all he had to do was go away, become a lobbyist, and he has enough clout, enough cheese to have the SEC, the federal government, drop it. You're free to go. Keep the millions of dollars you raped the people. He was a senator for, what, 15 years? Maybe 20. Keep it. Just go away. And then Hakeem Jeffries, the new moron, who's there because of affirmative action, not his brains. He celebrates the most successful insider trader in American history. Historic record in my view, makes that indisputable. It's wonderful to have Speaker Pelosi around and available uh, for myself and Pete and Catherine and others uh, to rely upon for her advice and guidance. If you can't put Nancy Pelosi under an indictment, then she gets away with stealing hundreds of millions and her stinky hammer husband gets away with how many DUIs? How much damage did he can really commit that was squashed? No one talks about the people injured in the DUI before he learned his sophistication of stinking up the hammer. Rat bastard. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, you always try to calm me down with a little Phil Collins. Blake Moore on the Rumble chat is taking credit for my eminent domain. He doesn't even listen. Does he listen to the show? I just hope there's a politician that listens to the show. I mean, aside from Ron Johnson, I hope that there's a presidential candidate that gets up and says exactly that. Here's how we'll quiet down these Chinese communists. We'll take the money you invested in the country. You know, the way we take the money of the political party that produces. The way we exist on one third of the Americans and pretend to be magnanimous in our giving away of money that isn't ours. The way we've managed to financially bankrupt the country. 
Under the previous governor, he was a Republican. He did busing. Um, you said it was a waste of taxpayer money and a political stunt. But NPR now uh, notes that many Democrat governors are, and mayors are considering the same thing. They say reality has helped shift the politics of transporting migrants. Mm-hmm. So is that what happened? The reality for you of the situation, the um, strain on your local um, you know, border communities and that kind of thing, did that change in your mind? a position on whether it's okay or not to be transporting people out of the state. Yeah, we've continued the program, uh, but I think with a more humane and more efficient spin on it, um, this money was appropriated by the legislature to to specifically bus these uh, legal asylum seekers. And so our decision was to get them where they need to go. (laughs) Well, that's all the Republicans should say. We're getting them where they need to go. The sanctuary, ghettos, and sewers, the policies of destruction, the policies of corruption, the Democrat ones. Send them all there. And let's secede. Let's get this party started. But they can't. Because the few that make money that are still Democrats, they bribe the political whores to never pay taxes. That's only for us. The enemies of the government supremacists. We're the ones that fund this corruption. And if it isn't us, it's the Chinese directly. Welcome back. We've got a news alert on Ford's electric vehicle plans. Last check had the stock up just under 2%. Let's get to Phil LaBelle. Phil, what's happening? Kelly Ford confirming what started leaking out over the weekend, that it will be partnering with the Chinese EV battery firm, CATL, to develop and open a battery plant in south-central Michigan. Total investment. Outrageous. Total investment doesn't matter. They own our Ford They own our government policy. They own real estate in every fracking state. 400,000 acres of farmland, just farmland. That's not including the buildings in the sewer of Chicago and other Democrat strongholds. Does that not matter to anybody? Matters to me. Then how do you distract the plebs? Biden needs to make sure these communities are getting cash directly instead of deciding from on high what will be good for communities. We're also talking jobs. Justice 40 needs to create millions of good-paying jobs in frontline communities. Just keep saying it, but you never deliver. Everywhere they practice this nonsense, this fraud on humanity, this bald-faced lie of Democrat policies, it looks like a ghetto. Um... The truck and ran. Police said around 2.30, an officer saw this Kia speed by with a broken driver's side window. Just as the officer was about to follow the Kia, the vehicle crashed into this Ford Taurus with a 71-year-old man inside. Witnesses say the man was just leaving his driveway at the time. He was struck, unfortunately. and By a 13-year-old, by a pack of 13-year-olds. The same 13-year-old that the Communist Teachers Union shakes you down for. $28,000 a year and that's the product they produce right there oh well there's more here this evening the last suspect wanted for a home invasion in oaklawn last year has been tracked down in texas police arrested 31 another cps student with a car a memorial remains at the very spot where Jamel Henton was killed. His mother says he heard a violent confrontation outside of his apartment here, but when he came out to intervene, it cost him his life. Stabbed in the chest. Even the good people that are unfortunately cast into these government ghettos cannot have a quality of life because the attention, the focus, and the protection of the government is on the perpetrator rather than the victim. You should at least know his name. guess it started then when he was little, you know, the protector. That was Jamel. He was a protector, you know. 
always had that spirit. He always. 22 people shot. This young boy, honest boy, killed. Nobody mentions his name because he's fungible. He's useful. And now in Chicago, you're so used to it. 22 shots. Eh, that's not that bad. See how easily we adapt to Marxist mafia politics? I'll be back in 21 hours to kick its teeth in again. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.